Hello, everyone. This is Michael Hyatt from michaelhyatt.com. You're listening to the man who has trained more people to podcast than anyone else on the planet. My friend Cliff Ravenscraft, he is the podcast answer man. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show, a podcast devoted to helping you take your message, your business, and your life to the next level. This, my friends, is episode number 496, and I am your host, Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast answer man. And this week, I'm kind of excited because, well, all of the work that needs to go into this content that I'm creating right now, it's pretty much already been done. Just very little bit of work for me here. I'm going to intro the episode like I'm doing right now. But then I'm going to share with you a pre-recorded segment that I recorded earlier in the week. Somebody had emailed me with uh, an email with the subject line of, should I continue? The title of this week's episode, if you saw that before you hit play, it's called, How Much Personal Information Should You Share in Your Podcast? And so we're going to get into uh, my thoughts and feelings about how transparent, how open you should be about sharing the stories that you experience in life. And after that, I'm going to actually give you an example of how I personally recently shared a very significant story that's in that's basically happening in my life, something very personal to me, and how I did that on a Facebook live stream. And I actually took the video from the Facebook live stream, I downloaded it, and edited down the first 20 minutes of that live stream to give as an example of how much personal details I can actually give that would be beneficial to the overall content and story that I want to share without giving specific details when somebody else's journey, somebody else's story interacts with my own. So how can I actually share my thoughts, feelings, and emotions about what's going on when I'm facing something in my life, but how can I share that without necessarily sharing all the personal details of somebody else that may not want to be talked about in a podcast. So that's what we've got going on here. To kick things off, let me go ahead and play for you this first clip. I recently received an email with the subject line, should I continue? And I guess thankfully it was an anonymous person. They did not put their name anywhere in the communication. And that's great because I don't necessarily want to share this person's name. I did not get permission to share this, and I don't think there's enough details that this could be linked back to any one individual. But I think it is a valuable thing to discuss. And the question is, how open and transparent should we be in sharing stories in our podcast? Let me read to you just a highlight of some of the things mentioned in this email. It says, Cliff, I started a podcast on the topic of dementia because my mother has it. Some family members are concerned about some of the things that I'm saying in the podcast. They think that I may be opening up a can of worms that I won't be able to close. She said that I started the podcast for two reasons. Number one, I wanted to keep track of my mom's progress. And number two, there's a sense of relief that I feel when I talk about what I'm going through. So my question is, how personal and how open should you be in a podcast? Any feedback that you can give me would be greatly appreciated. 
Okay, so I have a few things to share about this, and this comes from a, a lot of experience. Over the years, I've done over 30 podcasts, over 3,600 podcast episodes. One show that I did was called Pursuing a Balanced Life, well over 600 episodes of that show, and that podcast is very much an online audio journal that's open to the public. So from the time I was podcasting as a hobby, from the point in my mind where all of a sudden I had this idea, wouldn't it be great if I could leave my career as an insurance agent and pursue podcasting and consulting around podcasting full-time as my career? And then the whole transition of making that decision, pursuing it, and what it's been like all the way from January 1st, 2008, all the way up until last summer when I stopped producing that particular episode or that particular podcast, what my journey has been. It's been an audio journal. And so I've told tons and tons of personal stories over the years. Now, many times my personal stories interact with other people's personal stories. There might be relationships with great conflict. And here's what my advice is. Number one, I suggest that a podcaster who wants to share openly and transparently with the world, I suggest that you decide for yourself how much you want to share about your own journey. So as much personal detail and transparency about your own personal journey, the things that you're facing, the things that you're feeling, the things that you're experiencing, the things that you're learning, the things that deal with you personally, you can be, I believe, as open and as honest and transparent as you want to be and as as far as you feel comfortable for. And I want you to all think about your own safety and personal information and how much information you're actually putting out into the world and, and stuff like that. So with those caveats, assuming that you've given a great deal of thought to the implications of how much you're sharing about your own personal life, as much as you feel comfortable with. Now, I am the type of person that over these years, and one of the reasons why I believe a lot of people relate to me and connect with me is I'm oftentimes more transparent and more authentic about what's going on in my personal life, in my mind, in my physical life, and in my business life, and even my spiritual life over the years. I have been more authentic and transparent than other people feel comfortable with. And so I, I am on one end of the extreme as being as open and authentic and as transparent that many people, it, they cringe. It's like, wow, I'm, I'm glad you shared that because it helps me know that I'm not the only person, but boy, I can't believe you shared that. And I've had people suggest to me, gosh, Cliff, I don't know that you should be sharing that. I, I think that that probably would have been better kept private. It could change the way people think or feel about you. And But I've thought about those things. And by the way, there have been times when I've recorded a podcast episode, one of those personal audio journals, and I put it online, and and it was online for you know as much as 24, 48 hours, and then all of a sudden, I, not that I got feedback, but all of a sudden, it's just like, hmm, I don't know how I feel about that becoming a part of the permanent record out there. And by the time 24, 48 hours has rolled around, there's already several hundred people, maybe even a thousand people that may have downloaded it. But the question is, is do I want to continue to let other people hear what I shared in that episode? And there have been times when I've gone back, even after I've published an episode and deleted it forever and not even keeping a record of it for myself. So I, when it comes to how much you share, I think that you should you should feel free to share 
as authentically and openly as much as you want about your own personal life, struggles, strengths, weaknesses, all of that stuff. However, I highly suggest that you never share the personal details of someone else's life. Never share the personal details and the stories and the feelings and thoughts and words exchanged of other people without their consent. Now, and of course, in this situation with dementia, I I would say the same kind of consent that would be legally binding. For example, if, if one does not have full mental capacities and would not be able to legally sign a contract because of dementia, for example, in this case, I would use that kind of same line of thinking when it comes to consent here. So uh, knowing that that mom is dealing with dementia, I would not use her consent to to share. And then and without consent, I highly recommend that you do you never share the things that are going on, the personal details of someone else's life. Now, I have teetered on the edge of this over time uh, with sharing things. So, for example, whenever I have things that are going on in my own life, like if I made a financial mistake and and stuff like that, it, that's all me. I, I get really detailed and I've shared those things before. But if all of a sudden I had a customer who years ago did this and said this and then all of a sudden I did all of this work and they didn't pay me and it actually ended up being back in the day when I was doing one-on-one, it was like a week and a half's worth of work. I didn't take any other work because of this massive project. They had agreed to pay me and then they didn't pay me at all. Now, what I will tell you is I've told stories like that before, but I I was very clear to make sure that when sharing that detail, that I'm sharing my side of the story, I'm not actually telling the name of the person, I'm not giving any kind of indication of any details, no details whatsoever that could ever lead back to that person. Now, there have been times when something similar to this has happened and that particular person happened to listen to what I shared and they're like, I can't believe you talked about that publicly. I'm going to sue you. And I'm like, you can feel free to sue me if you'd like, but I can assure you that if you bring that to a judge, there's absolutely zero in there. The only person on this earth outside of myself that would know that that was you I was talking about is you. I did not share any personal details about you. I just said I had an experience with a customer. I worked really hard and this project was something that I was assured that was going to work and here the person didn't pay. And this is how it has affected me. This is what I've learned about the process. I've decided that these are the changes I'm going to make going forward so that this doesn't happen to me and my family again. Those are the kinds of things that I would be concerned about. I'm I'm always cautious to be sure to not share personal details, even this email here. Now, normally, I would write back and say, hey, do you mind if I read your email and talk about this question in my podcast? But because this was an anonymous email, and by the way, the email does actually give me the, the name of the podcast and a hyperlink to it, but I excluded that because I don't have permission to share this person's name. As you can imagine, I'm sure there are several different podcasts out there about uh, the journey of what it's like to support somebody going through dementia. And if there's not, there should be more. Uh, I would imagine that there's a great need for it. So that's my overall suggestion. I would highly suggest that 
I would even go so far as to say I would take off every single episode that you currently have online and I would, well, first I would record a brand new episode 001 and completely change the focus of the show. But let's, I'll get back to what the show maybe should be and what you could do with it in just a moment. But step number one is to record a brand new episode number one. And I, I want you to record a new episode number one before you remove the other episodes because you always have to have at least one episode in the feed for everything to avoid breaking in the podcast directory. So make sure you have episode number 001, the brand new episode one, out there before you do step number two. And step number two, I would highly recommend that you immediately go in and delete all of the episodes that were previously put out, assuming that those episodes are focused on keeping track of what's been going on with your mom. I would imagine, and again, I can only assume because I've pretty much read every single thing in your email except for the link to the podcast. So with what I've been given, I would assume that you've been very open and sharing maybe some of the stories of what mom has done and stuff like that. And and maybe some of those would be embarrassing to her if she, you know, if she was more aware of what was going on. It could be the family's actually a little bit more embarrassed by those stories being shared and they feel like that it's not fair that you know, that these stories are being told. And and by the way, I, I, I've, I'm so far, I've been very blessed that I haven't had a very close personal relative that has dealt with this. I, I pray that I never have to, but I, I have seen, like, for example, my mother-in-law, whose mother-in-law had dementia, and it was a very trying time for them to help care for that family member. And there were times when some pretty interesting things happened, and... There, you know, in the confines of family, there were stories where they would share what what that mom had done or what that family member had done. And some of them were laughed at. It was kind of like, oh, that's hilarious. Oh, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. And and I think some of that humor is to kind of just blow off steam of of things. But there, there are things that I think is more appropriate to share within the confines of the relationship of people who are closely connected and, and stuff like that. But those are not the kind of things that should be, I believe, shared in a podcast. The details or the tracking of what mom's progress is. I, I don't think that that's a really good kind of content for a podcast. If it was you going through something, like for example, obviously dementia would be a difficult thing for you to track your own progress. But like, for example, cancer, you know, breast survivor, cancer journey, maybe some other kind of documented illness or progress or or some kind of journey that you're on for you to document your own progress, which again, that's what I've done. It's like from hobby to full-time career to successful online business. I documented my own progress with my podcast, but again, I'm not going to actually say, okay, I'm going to also use this podcast to document the thoughts, feelings, and emotions of my wife, the wife of a soon-to-be entrepreneur. You know, there's no way that I would actually share the conversations and the feelings, thoughts, and emotions that my wife experienced without her permission. And oftentimes, I would invite her onto the show, and Stephanie has joined me many times over the years, 
and very openly shared some of her own side of the journey. And again, it's all about permission and asking those people to come on and share their side of the story, but at least let them be a part of that dialogue and share what details they do or don't want to share from their own side of the journey. So again, the idea here is if you're going to share anything, only share your side of the story. And when your story interacts with someone else's story, then I would be very cautious of sharing any specific details. That's the first thing. So with that being said, I think that covers that question. The next part of this is I want to give you some recommendations. Obviously, the first recommendation, start a new episode 001, remove remove all those other things. But I recommend that you, first and foremost, I know that the first reason why you wanted to create this podcast is to track your mom's progress. I want to encourage you to continue to track your mom's progress, but I would recommend that you do it more as a private journal. Now, if you want to still do it as an audio journal, record the episodes just like you do for your podcast, but don't share them with anyone. Just keep them for yourself. This is something that you could listen to back later. This is something you could leave for your kids later. There are a lot of ways that you could archive these audio journals. For example, the the episodes that you've already done, I'd remove them offline, make them no longer available, but keep those episodes for yourself and you can continue to build them. Or you can track it in a written journal, whatever the case may be. But I I do recommend, since that was your number one premise for doing the podcast, that you continue to track your mom's progress. But I would certainly do that privately. All right, now the second thing I will tell you is that, again, I would continue to do the show starting over with a brand new episode number one, but I would shift the focus of the show. So this podcast is no longer about me sharing and documenting the progress of my mom's dementia with the world. That's no longer the focus of the show, but instead I would share this podcast and and change the focus of this show so that it is a podcast that is devoted to being a support and encouragement and actually seeking the support and encouragement of other people who are also on this journey. And so what you could do is topics instead of being, hey, this is what my mom did this week and this is how I felt and and all that stuff. Instead, you could still bring your personal side of the story. You could say, oh my gosh, I'm so frustrated this week because of some things that were said. I I can't share the details, or I don't wanna share the details of exactly what mom did this week, but I'll just tell you, I'm I'm at my wit's end. I don't know what to do. But here's what I did. I you know, I, I went and had some coffee and, with a friend and we had this conversation and this is how I got out of my funk or this is how I made it through the week. Start using what coping mechanisms are working for you. You can talk about what stressors. You can be very general about all of these things, things that are not, that are pretty much going to be things that other people who are dealing with a similar situation with their elder parents, they can relate to. And before you know it, you can, after shifting the focus of the podcast, you would then be able to use the podcast as a means of building an online community for the purpose of facilitating a peer support group. And I would also encourage you, not only with the restarting of a brand new podcast with episode 001, Moving forward with this new focus, I would also encourage you to open up and create a private Facebook group, not an open Facebook group, but a private Facebook group. And I would encourage you to spend some time reading about the settings of Facebook groups so that 
anything that's posted in the group cannot publicly be seen by anybody who's not in the group. And what you can do is say, hey, there's this private online group that I'm facilitating in Facebook. The only people who can post in the group and the only people who can read what's going on in the group are people who are in this group. And you can suggest that this is for peer support. I'm going to be in there. And again, I would encourage people not necessarily to go way into depth about the exact details of what's going on uh, with their family member, but to maybe generalize what's going on. I don't know. You can you can do that. I, I think it'd probably be a little bit safer to share a little bit more personal detail there and seeking support, especially if you knew the other people in the group and as you're as you're building relationships with them and you can trust and create rules that says anything that's in this group stays in the group, you know, confidentiality here, uh, we've got rules and the fact that this isn't just open to the public, you know. Of course, I, I do have to cons- caution people that anything you post on Facebook, even though it's private, only shared with certain people, do know that anything you post on Facebook, you know, I don't know, maybe there could potentially be a glitch one day and what was private for 48 hours or 72 hours all of a sudden became public. There's not much record of that happening, but it could. Or anybody who's in the group, of course, could be copying, pasting, or doing screen captures and building an online journal and and they could actually republish all the screen captures that they took as a PDF and put it online and make it for free in a, in a Kindle book. Does that happen? Probably never, but I just want to caution people that anything and everything you ever publish online, assume that it's possible that it could be made public for anybody in the world to read. But with that being said, I do believe there's a lot more safety and security of sharing that kind of stuff, your own personal struggle with what you're dealing with each week inside a super private Facebook group with some peers who are going through the same thing. And it's not something that you're putting out there in public that could show up on a Google search. And it's certainly not out there in a in a podcast where somebody might uh, another family member or a friend or a relative or somebody else could come along and find out more stuff that that may even damage the memory of of that particular person or your mom in this case. So anyway, I hope that helps. That's my my thoughts on this. But uh, just to summarize what I've shared here, number one, feel free to share as openly and transparently as you desire about your own personal journey. However, when your personal journey intersects with other people's personal journeys, I recommend highly against sharing the details of what's going on in their lives, making sure to, if you ever do that, that either you have their permission or even better yet, that they even come on with you to share their side of the story so that they can actually share what they want to share and how they want to share it. And also, in this case, I don't even think, you know, permission from somebody who is experiencing dementia, even when maybe there's more clarity one day over another, uh, I, I would just stay clear of that in this case. And that's why I recommend that you do continue to track your mom's pro- progress privately in some form of journal, whether it's audio, video, or written. I would recommend that you create a brand new episode number one with a new focus, as I talked about. I would immediately afterwards delete all prior episodes, keep those for your archives personally, and I would also encourage you to make this something where you can build a support group for yourself and also others and create that private Facebook group. But that's my response, and I hope it helps.
Well, there you go. That was the first pre-recorded segment. I hope that you have some valuable takeaways from that and that you can apply that to your own stories. And it's funny because that email came in several days ago and I actually recorded that right as that email came in. Initially, I had responded to the person with a quick little response and I'm like, no, you know what? I really wanna give that person a little bit more detailed, nuanced response. And so I went ahead and recorded that segment and I sent the audio of what you just heard. I actually sent that as an MP3 file to the individual who emailed me. And today, I woke up and my day, by the way, I'm recording this part of the episode on Monday, April 10th. This episode's like totally time shifted all over the place. But today, my day did not start the way that I had anticipated. In fact, I got an email from a friend of mine and I had a significant conflict in a relationship. And it was... It, it it rocked my world to say the very least and things are not completely worked out yet. I do have faith that things are going to work out but the interesting thing about it is that after th- receiving this email, having a little bit of exchange back and forth, I was dealing with some very severe emotional responses to this thing, th- to this situation. I was hurt I was very upset. I was I was a bit I, I don't know if angry is the right word, but I I I was hurt. I, I was deeply hurt by a a friend of mine and something that they had uh, told me about. And so, you know, here here I am. I had anticipated I had things to do, but I, I wanted to share my what I was dealing with and how can I create content that is educational, encouraging, and inspiration? How can I actually share with my community a piece of content that teaches how I am current how I've learned to deal with these kind of things when they come up in my life? And so that's exactly what I want to share with you now. And the only reason I felt like, hey, you know what? This was intended to be a Facebook live stream and it was just gonna stay there. But when I got to thinking about what I actually shared in the 15 minutes of audio that I'm pulling from this Facebook live stream that I did, what I realized is that, wait, this is a perfect example of me authentically, transparently sharing my side of the story and not necessarily even the story, but just what I'm dealing with, how I can actually share raw emotion and anxiety and worry and fear and instead of giving the details or outing anyone, uh, giving any indication of who this person is that emailed me and what the topic was of that email, none of that in there, but how can I authentically still create content with real transparency, real authenticity that still has value to my audience and that's exactly what happened today during a Facebook live stream. And so I felt, hey, I wanna go ahead and share that here in the same episode where I answered the email that I shared with you previously and the the thoughts and things like that. So before I transition over to this segment uh, or pre-recorded segment from the Facebook live stream, I do wanna let you know the audio quality is not great. I was out for a walk. I had the Rode SmartLav Plus clipped onto my t-shirt. 
I noticed there are just right at the beginning, somewhere like just a minute or two in, you're going to hear some radio interference noise from my phone. It was like, I think it was calling back to home. <laughs> you know, it was it was sending messaging out via data stream. And you could just hear a little bit of audio interference at some point, but it wasn't so bad that you can't hear what I'm saying. And also, there's a bit of clipping of audio. Now, I was out. It was an extremely windy day. Normally, the Rode Lav, uh, Rode Smart Lav Plus microphone connected to my iPhone does not have an issue with clipping audio. But the reason why it had uh, trouble with clipping audio in the particular audio that you're about ready to hear is it was an extremely windy day today. And so the AGC, or the Automatic Gain Control, built into the iPhone was already <laughs> working overtime, trying to cut out as much as the wit of the wind noise as possible and still capturing all of my audio as clear as it possibly can. So there's a little bit of clipped audio. Again, it's not the best audio in the world, but uh, at least I wanna still share with you what I recorded while I was out for a walk earlier today as an example of what I talked about in the first segment. So without <laughs> further ado, here you go. I'm out for a walk and I got some things on my mind. I woke up this morning, had uh, an email in my inbox that kind of reshaped my day in a not so great way, unfortunately. I'm not gonna go into the details because it's a, it's a personal matter, it's a relationship issue uh, with a friend and has far-reaching implications in a couple different areas of my life. But one thing I can tell you is that, uh, you know, when I got ready this morning, I knew I wasn't gonna be able to just go into my office and do the things that were on my list of things to do today. And there are pretty important things that need to get done. But the things that I need to do in my business today are um, I need to like send personalized video invitations to my next session of Podcasting A to Z. Some more folks who have requested personal follow-up saying, hey, Cliff, let me know when the next session of your course is. And so I've got a lot of those to create. But emotionally, I'm... Uh, I, at, at least this, you know, before coming out for this walk, I wasn't at that place where emotionally I, I had the right mental attitude to create those videos with, with the right and proper vibe, if you will. So uh, because of that, I knew that I could just sit at the house and I could maybe just have some very anxious thoughts about this situation that's happening and I could, you know, let it all eat up inside of me and, and stuff like that. But the, the reality is, is I know that the situation that I'm facing, eventually I'll get past it. Um, there's, there could be a possible resolution to the issue with, without massively negative consequences, but I don't see that happening. I personally, I, Unfortunately, I, I may, and I'm in reactionary mode, so all I can think of right now are the negative implications of what's going down. And so rather than just sitting at home and, and just allowing myself to be eaten up with thoughts about this, this negative thoughts, I decided to go out for a walk instead. It's a beautiful day here. It's uh, spring. First thing I did is I walked out of my house and 
I didn't put any earbuds in, didn't pull my phone out. I knew that I might record or go live. And so I brought the stuff to do that. But the first thing I did is I just, I just silently walking and praying as I was walking out of my neighborhood and then off into some other places and just just talking to God and just saying, hey, I know I'm going to get through this. I know you've got plans. And I know that your plans for me are far bigger than I can even imagine. And, and this may even be a part of what's necessary to push me in a different direction to do something significant, to take a next step. And so, but uh, man, just the fact that situations happen with friends and, and uh, anyway. So I knew that if I got out, number one, just allowed myself to process these negative emotions, negative feelings, negative thoughts. At least if I'm out in motion and I'm doing it in prayer rather than just sitting there feeling sorry for myself and worrying about the future, that, that I would in faith just say, hey, God, this is what I'm dealing with right now. And this is, this is the situation, as you know. And here are the real, genuine, authentic things that I'm thinking about it. And so I'm sitting there literally th allowing myself to process negative thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Uh, some silently and then speaking some of them out loud in prayer to God as well. Although I know he, in prayer, he heard all of that. And then afterwards, I'm like, okay, so some of these things are recurring thoughts that keep coming to my mind. And so I opened up the notes app on my phone and I dictated a couple of different main points that were going through my mind. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. At least I now have the heart of what's really eating at me. And so I plan to have a conversation with the person involved and, and you know, hey, whatever happens, happens. It, and, it, and again, this, I gotta share, I, I'm not gonna share any specific details, but man, it, its implications in my, my life are pretty profound. But um, it, no matter what, I know that five years from now, God willing, I'm still alive doing whatever it is God wants me to do on this earth, that I'm going to be fine. My family's going to be fine. My business will be fine. Things may be different. Things won't necessarily always be guaranteed to be the same and awesome as they are with their, their different seasons of life. So, eh, we'll see. But, um, and then the reason why I knew I wanted to bring my phone, because uh, I, I got to tell you, I was sitting there thinking, it's like, wait a second, I shouldn't even think about creating emails. I, I can't in this mindset even consider sent, creating a video invitation to podcasting A to Z right now. I can't even think of responding to anybody's email at this moment in time, not with this, this mindset, the, these feelings, emotions, the, the kind of chemical makeup of what this stuff is doing in my mind. I can't even think of responding to an email right now and and letting that taint my interactions with other fellow human beings. And so I, I, that's why, I, again, I decided to go out for this walk. But uh, the other thing is, is that I'm like, okay, so I'm going to take my phone. I'm going to take my Rode lav mic. And I'm going to take this selfie stick with me. And I'm thinking, why am I doing that? Uh, that that's ridiculous. Dude, you need to go and be alone. If you can't put that negative, you know, if you can't be creating personalized video invitations to people, and if you can't be responding to emails, that what makes you think you should be doing, you have any business streaming live? You know, aren't you afraid that, you know, my, my feeling and fear was that, am I just going to create a, 
a live stream, a piece of content that says, woe is me. And then, and then all of a sudden I start sharing maybe, you know, maybe too much information. And, and then I'm like, no, I, you know, I, a matter of fact, I, I want to tell you, I walked out the door first without the selfie stick. And I actually went back inside and got it because I knew I wanted to go. I knew I was going to need a long. I knew that I was going to need a long walk. That this isn't going to be some, let me go out for 30 minutes and I'm all good. No, I, I knew I was going to go for a long walk. But the reason why I brought this, the reason why I knew I wanted to do this video is because I knew that the purpose of this walk was to allow me to authentically and transparently and genuinely process either out loud or at least saying to myself, allowing myself to have the reaction, allowing myself to have the real authentic emotions that came from this situation, that, that it's okay for me to have the anxiety, have some of the potential fear, the, the worry, the doubt, to even, even imagine some of the worst case scenarios of what, how this might negatively impact the future. By the way, I'm getting ready to walk past somebody who's walking their dogs. This will be interesting to see how passing them might impact my live stream and telling this story and stuff like that. But anyway, we'll just continue on. I'll, I'll just look like a crazy person. But, um, you know, I knew that I wanted to openly process those thoughts, those feelings, those emotions. But then I also knew that I wanted the purpose of this walk to get me off of those negative emotions, off of those negative feelings, that worry, that anxiety, that those fears. And so it's like, okay, I allowed myself to have that. I, I've allowed myself to, 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 you know, let that stuff out. And now, okay, that's it. Well, at least for now, anyway, I, there's no doubt in my mind, this is a situation that, that is going to be impacting me for at the very least a couple days, if not a couple weeks. And maybe even a couple months, and who knows, it could potentially impact me for years to come. I don't know. But what I do know at this point is that I've allowed myself to have that initial response. And then I'm like, okay, what else do I know? I know that God is in control. I have faith in Him. I, I believe that there are things that He and others see in me that I don't even see in myself. I, I believe there are there is value, there are things that I can accomplish, that I could do in this world, that God may even have plans for me, that are far bigger than anything I can possibly imagine right now. And sometimes I feel like, you know, God's plans and for my future, for the future of my business, for the future of just me as a father, as a husband, or anything, they're, they're huge. They're, but sometimes I'm like very comfortable where I'm at right now. And I'm happy with where I'm at. And I like the things the way they are now. And I don't like things that, that upset the current flow, if you will. And I'm like, okay, but what do I know? I know that God's in control. And the other thing that I'm fully confident of is that no matter what, there's nothing I or anyone else can do to thwart God's plans in, for my life. I, I honestly believe that. As stupid as I can be sometimes, with as many dumb things that I do or say, and have said in the past, I've still made it this far, which is freaking incredible. So I'm not, 
I, I know that. And, and, and I know that there have been other people in my life that have been against me that once were for me and have turned and all of these other things. And, and that's never stopped. None of those people have ever been able to keep me from achieving the success that I've achieved up till this point. And I believe that it's still just the beginning. And here's the deal. The fact is, is I'm allowing myself to think this through. This is a friend. And this is a friend who isn't actively out to be against me, but it's a situation. And it's one that I'm hurt personally by. Very deeply, personally. I am hurt by this and the relationship. But even that, I trust God to do whatever God's going to do and whatever, however it plays out. And so that's what this walk, that's what the purpose of this walk was about. And now, and the reason why I brought the selfie stick so that I could go live on Facebook is because I knew that I love creating content. I love being authentic. I love being transparent. And the question was, can I share this without sharing the details, without outing a person that's personally hurt me at a very deep level? Yeah, I've been creating content for years. I know how to share a story and talk about my side of the story, to talk about where, what's going on emotionally inside of me without sharing any personal details whatsoever that would indicate who it is that sent me a message that has had this kind of reaction within me. And so I'm like, okay, I can do that. And the other thing is, is I could talk and share authentically in a Facebook live stream while I'm out walking and talk about how I deal with things sometimes when some of the most distressing things happen. It, you know, to go out and get some exercise, go walk. I thought about going for a bike ride today and I'm like, you know what? I didn't have, I did at the beginning of this walk or when I left the house, I did not have the emotional energy to even want to enjoy that ride. So that's why I decided to go for a walk. It's like, listen, no, I, I, I don't want to be distracted by cars passing me by on the highway, any of that stuff. I, I don't want to instantly go for the quote unquote high. I need to go out and process. I need to go out and think. I need to go out and, and pray. And I could do that, I guess, from the bike, but not as much as I feel like I can from just going out here and enjoy, enjoying this walk. And so that's why I decided to go for a walk, but I knew that I could share this afterwards. And also, I knew that if I got on here and did a Facebook live stream, that it would lift my mood by being able to talk about it without giving details, without outing anyone, without any of that. But I knew that I could create content that was uplifting, encouraging, for me, that's what my life is about. That's my mission for everything, to take my experiences, the things that I'm learning, the things that I'm facing, the things that I overcome, how I overcome them, authentically taking everything that I'm doing in my life and experiencing in my life, well, not everything, but the things that make sense, to take those things and share them with the world transparently and authentically and in a way that Number one is entertaining. Number two, that is educational. Number three, that encourages people. Like, you're not alone if you have these feelings and emotions and thoughts sometimes. And I know that if I could turn on this Facebook live stream, be authentic, share 
not the details, but just share in a general way how I was impacted, even from the beginning of this live stream to where I am now emotionally, my endorphins are already kicking in. I already feel better. And the thought is that maybe by the time I finish with this live stream, I might be able to go back home and actually respond to some of those emails or actually create some of those video, personal video invitations and feel kind of free from the initial reaction mode to what happened this morning. And well, there you go. That's the segment that I had. That's the first like 24 minutes of my live stream down that I did today, edited down to 15 minutes. And uh, yeah, and so obviously, as you can tell from the beginning of that recording to the end of what you just heard, my emotional state had completely shifted, had completely changed. And I, ironically, I continued to live stream for like an entire hour beyond the end of that. I actually just transitioned right out of that topic and said, hey guys, those of you who are here live, I'd love to just spend some time with you. And I connected with them personally, answering any questions they had talking about thoughts on any topics that they brought up and had just a wonderful time. And yes, I was able to come back from that walk and because I had allowed myself to go through the process that I just shared in that audio, I was able to come back and get work done. Anyway, I, I believe this is enough to go ahead and wrap up this episode. Before I go, I do wanna let you know that my next session of Podcasting A to Z just a few weeks around the corner now. So it's gonna launch on Monday, May 1st, and this is an opportunity to have me as your personal coach for four weeks. Now, this means that I'm literally standing by and I will be there to ready and willing to answer every single question that you can possibly throw my way for the entire four weeks of the course. But not only that, but it's an opportunity for me to hopefully get to know who you are, what your goals and dreams and plans are for the future, so that during this course, I can be the greatest source of encouragement, motivation, inspiration, and hopefully even education and information. I literally want to serve you any way I possibly can. So, hey, are you thinking about launching a podcast or do you already have a podcast and would you like to have that kind of access to me for four weeks if you think about the cost, it's $19.99. That means literally for $500 per week for four weeks, you have me as your personal coach. Now, before I ended doing podcast consulting one-on-one, -on -one, I was charging 500 bucks an hour. So this is $500 for an entire week of direct, unlimited access to me. I'm literally there to serve you any way I can. If you haven't done so already, go over to podcastingatoz.com and do me a favor and scroll down below the big name people that you'll recognize, but scroll down further and I want you to see some of the students that have given me testimonials there. And I encourage you just to read two or three random testimonials and you will see that what I'm talking about here, I am not over-promising. I am under-promising and I even, on top of the hype that I'm giving you now, I hope to over-deliver and like completely blow away your expectations. I would love to be your personal coach. Sign up today at podcastingatoz.com. Until next time, my friends, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level. Podcast at Samantha.